So it, it, HIV is short for human papilloma virus. It is a sexually transmitted virus. Um, it's got a number of different, uh, how can I say, types. And one of the things that we are concerned about is the types that obviously would cause cervical cancer. So if it is left untreated, um, then somebody would eventually or may eventually um, get cervical cancer. That's why it's important to do pap smears. A pap smear is basically like a method we use to screen and see what's going on in the mouth or in the cervix, basically, mouth, which is the mouth of the wound. What's happening in the cervix so that if there is something, some, some changes, we can treat it. So it's a treatable precondition. So HPV in itself is a virus that is um, the types that cause cancer, if they are left untreated, may eventually lead to cervical cancer. Um, doctor, what is the prevalence of, of, of this disease in South Africa? Uh, I know that cervical cancer in itself is in South Africa amongst black women is one of the commonest cancers amongst black women. It's in South Africa, I think it follows it's probably number two or three after breast cancer. Um, overall women, but particularly black African women, um, it's one of the commonest causes. And then um, the age, uh, the age groups that are at risk. Look. We used to say, in fact, if you look at the government policy initially, we used to say start screening people from the ages of 30 years and you do a pap smear every decade. So we, the progression of the disease, we used to see it more commonly in the 40s and the 50s, you know. But something that has actually changed the face of the disease is that is the HIV, HIV and the fact that people um, are having sex, daily sex is much younger now. So um, it's it kind of changed a bit in the sense that now you see even younger patients, 30-year-olds that uh, um, uh, are getting full-blown cancer. So anyone who's sexually active is at risk. Let me just put it that way. That's the easiest way. Obviously, the younger you are, the better it is. The disease progression does take a bit of a while. But in the face of HIV, it's like they're twins. They help each other uh, um, wear out the body, basically. So... Um, in the face of HIV, it, the progression is much faster, and um, so you would see it even in younger patients. But we used to generally see it in your 40, 50 year olds, uh, 50 year olds as being your average. And then um, I remember, I, I, I believe it was about two years ago, a year ago, that the, um, uh, the government embarked on a campaign to vaccinate um, schoolgirls. And what, was you, what, are, what is your view about that? And do you think that was effective and that is a way to deal with, the, with this disease? Look, I think it was a, it was a, good, it's a, good, it was a good initiative. Um, if ever we can find... A, preventative, it's better to prevent disease than um, to try and treat or cure, right? But I feel in terms of the effectiveness, um, there's a lot more that could have been done better. It does, I mean, it came with a lot of challenges. You know, when you're dealing with schoolgirls, first of all, you're dealing with minors. So there is the whole concept of consent. So you'd have to make sure that parents understand and they are and they are consenting to, to the procedures. But not only that, if you think about it, um, from my, you know, you, then you have to look at things like budget constraints. Was it really forced through? Um, would, you, would you have rather targeted both boys and girls? Because remember, um, it, it's a sexually transmitted virus. So 
even the boys would be the ones who are infecting the girls. So, look, I, I'd like to believe they, they did the best with what they have under the constraints they had. Um, which leads me to my next question because I did a bit of research on HPV, but I was going to ask, like, is it women that only get it because the focus is always on just women? No, not even actually. Remember, um, anything that is sexually transmitted, it would then affect all the different areas that people um, have contact. So you can get, obviously, the CA, CA cervix, which is the, the, the cervix, which is the commonest, but also the uh, cancer of the vulva, which is still in women, um, but the anus is, is can be either men or women. Um, penile cancer is specific to men, um, and then you also can get it in the oropharynx, so your throat, you know, uh, you know, oral sex, so you can get it in the, in the... So any area where you are able to have sexual, if I can say, intercourse or sexual pleasure, those areas are susceptible, even though the commonest one is um, obviously CA cervix. Um, and then if you were to be um, uh, the health minister um, and you were given this, this task to deal with this problem, like what solution would, would solutions would you offer to, to deal with Look, from, from, from having worked a lot in, um, in, 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 in government and still do, you know, I, I currently am part of the district health. And the nice thing about that is I, I get to see a bit of what happens in the health system, but also there's a big gap or there's a big need in the school health program. Um, and, and so I, I agree there. Okay, so as a health minister, there's two areas. One, you have to deal with the people who are already infected, right? So it is the kind of education, because a lot of the times people just don't get it. You know, I, I still say what we did, the kind of campaigning we did with HIV, it has done us so much good because we are now almost sitting at above 90%, 98% even of people who are currently, you know, it, 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 it's out there. So it's the kind of messages. How do you get the messages relevant? Health system, uh, the health sector, as far as I'm concerned, just hasn't caught up with the latest technologies, the media, and exhausting every single avenue on getting the educational part of things to the right people. People watch TV on a daily. How is it that government hasn't invested in getting those kind of messages in those, in those spaces? So that's the one part. That's dealing with, you know, the old ones that you cannot vaccinate, whatever. Then the second part of it is the huge um, uh, 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 savings you can see huge savings when you focus and you you plan out your preventative treatments or your preventative measures well. Prevention is better than cure. So this is my thing. I would focus on making sure that my strategies for prevention are efficient. Like you stop it right at the, you know, before it even, you know, uh, um, get out of hand. But for those ones that you have, I think the information, because... It's not that women don't really want to go to pap smears. They don't know. A person will find out about a pap smear on an odd, an odd occasion when they've gone to see a gynec because they're pregnant or some odd thing has happened. Then they get the opportunity. But for the vast majority of women, no. And, 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 and linking it quite closely with HIV testing. If somebody is HIV testing, by default, they should have a pap smear.
and then that would be my. Oh, all right, all right. Thank you, Minister. <laughs> <laughs> what the space? Give me a few years. Which group of people um, do you think do not know about the message? Is it like people in the rural areas or in urban areas? And and how? I mean, what is your experience? Yeah, I must say, I must say the. the Particularly the, 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 I mean, not even rural, maybe it's more in the socioeconomic, you know, status rather than is somebody in a rural or in, a, in an urbanized. Because you find a lot of people who live in, you know, let's say, let's look at Gauteng, for example. So townships, you know, whether it's Soweto, Alexandra, to the, to, the, to, the, to the informal settlements, the deep fluids, to the so-called the farmish kind of areas, you're moving towards the Carlton Dills. I mean, those are the people who are generally mostly affected because they just don't have the access. They don't have the finance. And they are not in, you know, when you look at, for example, the, the middle class going upwards, those people generally can, you know, afford to go to their own private GP, uh, private gynae. Um, so they, they are almost always have a better accessibility to those kind of things. But even then, a lot of people, just in general, even when they know they need to do a pap smear, for example, they don't know what it's for. So if somebody doesn't, know the danger behind it, they are likely to procrastinate, they're likely to not take it as seriously, they're likely, not, they're likely to think, ah, you know what, it's not in the budget for this month, I'll wait for maybe two more months. So there is an overall general just lack of knowledge and understanding what it is, what do we do pap smears for, but particularly the groups that are in the poorer socioeconomic um, um, struggle a lot more than, than, than the rest.